Welcome to Diamond Niners Weekly for week 13 of the 2023 season. I'm Nick, joined by Kevin. What's up, Niner Nation? Producer Brad, making it all go. Hey, hey. And special guest host tonight, stepping in and filling his role, Director of Player Development, Coach Tyler Simmons. What's up, Coach? Oh, my bad. My bad. Sorry. I, Hang on. I had you muted. I had you muted. My bad. Producer Brad, cut that man's salary. I know. Coach Simmons, we got you now. Man, happy to be on. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. We are live on YouTube on a Monday night, uh, the way God intended. Uh, if you're out there uh, tuning in, uh, feel free to chime in on the uh, in the chat. Uh, also hit us up on Twitter uh, or shout us out other ways, social media, text us directly, whatever you want to do. Uh, we are here for you and uh, got a big show for you tonight. Uh, need to go ahead and move ahead and jump right in, but it is good to see the boys all together. Uh, Kevin, we're doing this show together again tonight. That's right, two weeks in a row. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I know your uh, Kevin's schedule has been crazy this, uh, this spring, folks, uh, with both his boys playing ball. And in case y'all notice, it rains like every other day. So the, uh, the practice schedule and the makeup game schedule have been nuts. But he's come through it like a champ. We're glad to have him with us tonight. All right. So, uh, Coach Simmons, whenever we get you uh, on, and, and, and like you said in the pre-show, you're good for about once a year. And, and we look forward to those each and every year. Uh, besides the cameos, like Kevin said, besides the cameos you make when we're live at the Hayes and we're blocking the path to your office by being set up in, in Woody's office. Um, with, with player development, it's such a big field and such a, a, a rapidly expanding field. And, uh, you know, you're kind of immersed in that on a daily basis. Uh, whenever we get you on, um, we just love to, to, to have the opportunity to pick your brain about the field of player development. Um, you know, I guess let's, let's just start off by asking, uh, asking the obvious. Well, the, the first obvious question is, you know, how have you been? How you're doing? Glad to see you. Uh, part two of the question is, what's, what's new in your world? What's, what's new in the player development front? Man, it's been good. It's been good. We've been rocking and rolling with the season, so it's been, it's been a lot of fun. But from a player development standpoint, um, I know many people kind of saw Coach Woodard's tweet a few days ago, kind of alluding to a camera system we're getting. Um, after he sent that tweet, I had, I had several buddies of mine who across baseball are in different kind of different companies or different worlds of technology. Um, they kind of reached out to me and wondering what it was. So uh, that's moving forward. And, um, you know, it's, it's a camera system that's going to be installed into the stadium. Um, it's going to be able to track our guys' movements. Um, it's going to keep a digital record of our players' positions, ball trajectories, timing of plays, timing of events, um, not only for our team, but, you know, for anyone that plays on our field, so it's going to be awesome to have for um, team camps, um, prospect camps. So it's going to kind of put us in a, in, a, in a really good position to kind of see how our players are moving when a ball is hit, what the percentages that play is made. Um, and it's just – it's a really cool, really cool system that Coach Woodard, I know, is, was on the phone again today and is in the process of of really kind of make make a reality, you know, so – Nothing in stone yet, but it's something that's kind of coming down the pipe for us. Yeah, hopefully uh, 
um, I think both my boys are going to the Niners camp. Maybe we can get some numbers on those guys uh, this summer. Yeah, you know, it's really cool because it's going to give like uh, the the play that Fish made down the line. I think it was on Sunday that the that the ball kind of drifted on him. It's gonna we're going to be able to go back in after the game and see what the percentage of that catch was, or um, if Jake Cunningham makes an over the catch play, or that ball that Stallman caught over his uh, over his head running into the outfield at third. You know, we'll be able to get to kind of see his route to that ball, how much ground he covered, and it's going to give us going to spit out a percentage of the catch that he was able to make, and we'll be able to get catch location. And on top of all of that, we're going to get some really cool um, metrics from an exit velocity standpoint, um, distance to the landing location, kind of like Coach Woodard tweeted, um, fielder transfer times, average speed down the line, secondary, stolen base times. So we're going to be able to kind of dive in a little bit deeper and and kind of pair that with the TrackMan system we already have in the stadium. So we're going to be able to get kind of a little bit more of an in-depth picture of our games and everything. It's going to be really cool. And we'll be able to utilize it in the fall for, for practices and inner squads and um, be able just to continue to move forward. So when you say the percentage on that catch, are, are we talking about like uh, a degree of difficulty kind of thing? Like kind of like when you're when you're watching, uh, like when you might be watching a PGA Tour event and they've got a certain putt lined up and they've got a stat there for you that says the percentages of you know the likelihood that that you're going to be able to make this putt are you know 34 percent or what have you. Is is that the kind of thing you're talking about? Yeah, you know we're still in the learning stages with a lot of it, but it's going to take into it's going to take into account the amount of ground that they had to make up to make the catch, the the exit velocity of the ball, the exit angle of the ball, um, and then ultimately it's going to spit out kind of a degree of difficulty and what the percentage of that play being made was. So it's going to take into a lot of different factors and then kind of spit out what it gives as a level of difficulty or a percentage of success, I guess. Well, I don't know how the math works out on that kind of stuff, Coach, but that play that Stallman made uh, on Sunday, um, I, I'm going to put the, the the degree of difficulty on that catch at um, somewhere between uh, really hard and almost impossible. Man, it was it was a great catch. I mean, it was it was really impressive, really impressive to catch a ball like that. Uh, if, if you didn't see it, uh, you weren't watching uh, on, on ESPN Plus or at the Hayes. Uh, and it was a key situation, too, um, yes, because they, were, they, they had some runners on. They were trying to kind of mount, mount a comeback. And um, ball was, was hit to uh, sort of in no man's land out there to left field. And Stallman was running directly towards the left field wall with his back to home plate um, and, and essentially looking skyward um, as that ball came tracking over his head. Um, w w Willie Mays, Willie Mays did it in, in center field, but Brandon Stallman did it in, in shallow left. Um, it, as we said, high degree of difficulty. Uh, what do, do you recall what he had to say when he came out of the field after that? Man, we just all told him good catch. And in typical Stallman fashion, he just said, thank you and got ready to hit, you know, he didn't make a big deal out of it. So <laughs> he's a really good player and an awesome kid. So. You no, know, pat him on the back. Great catch, man. And he just kind of looks at looks at you and say thanks. And he gets ready to kind of for the next thing. So um, it was just those guys. He's a very confident player, and for him to make a catch like that, it certainly made certainly would have made uh, Willie Mays proud for sure. 
Yeah. So as far as the, the, the player development industry goes, like without giving away some of your secrets for, I know Kevin's going to be writing all this down because he's got, he's got boys playing ball now, but like, where do you go? Where do you go to look for information? Where do you go to, to keep current with trends? Um, you know, in, in, you know, in the, in the academic world, right. You've got certain journals of dedicated to different disciplines and everybody kind of keeps an eye on those. And that's where you keep a, keep a, abreast of the, the latest and greatest research, as a director of player development, where do you go to keep on the cutting edge? That's a great question. And it Twitter is probably my number one answer. You know, I follow a lot of different MLB organizations and they're they're starting to kind of start their own player development Twitter account. So I, I make sure I follow those. I also follow a lot of the other college programs, their uh, their data and analytics uh, Twitter accounts. And then um, use MLB Network, especially during spring training. I kind of, I try to, I try to tune into as much as I can spring training baseball because you're able to get an in-depth look, behind the scenes look at what a lot of these different organizations are doing from a player development standpoint. You know, a lot of MLB organizations they keep they keep their player development pretty close to their chest, but during spring training and and kind of the access that the MLB network gives you, you're able to see a little bit of their hand. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm screenshotting a lot of things I see on Twitter. I'm sending myself a lot of tweets that I see, but mainly paying attention to how they're setting up bullpens or how their catchers are training or how their hitters are set up in, in the Cajuns. How are they setting up BP? How are they utilizing hack attack machines? Um, and, you know, sometimes you just get a still shot. Sometimes you get an interview. Uh, sometimes you get a full video of kind of what they're doing. I know the Braves put out a really good tweet during spring training about what they do to train their catchers from a transfer and throwing standpoint. Um, and a lot of MLB organizations post their bullpen. So we're able to kind of get a look at how their bullpens are set up with using portable track man, high speed cameras, strings, uh, so it's it's really neat. You know, when you look at an MLB bullpen, they've got – and MLB organizations basically have a blank check for the most part from a technology standpoint. But, you know, they've got an iPad on every mound. They've got a high-speed camera on every mound. And they've got a portable track man set up either behind the plate or behind the mound to, to constantly track those guys' bullpens and their success and their development through um, through spring training. So – Twitter is probably my number one place during spring training to go and in the summer as well to go to look for what is coming down the pipe from a player development standpoint. I also keep in touch with buddies of mine who are like baseball clouds, six, four, three charts, uh, blast and, and various other companies who are specialized in player development, you know, talking with those guys to see what's coming down. What's, what's about to hit the ground from a, for a college standpoint, and uh, those guys can usually set, tell you exactly what's coming down or they'll at least give you, hey, keep an eye out for this. It's coming. I can't tell you much about it, but it's it's kind of on its way. So then um, also talking with with Coach Woodard, Coach Sieb, Coach Bicknell, Coach O, kind of what they've seen across the country from a development standpoint. What do we need to keep our eye out? Um, I've got basically a Google sheet with a, with a wish list that, Anything and everything I kind of see, I, I kind of keep. So if someone ever came up to me with a blank check one day, I know exactly where to go and exactly what to get. 
Um, and I, and I reach out to those companies and I've got quotes just for random things that are sitting in my, sitting in my, uh, inbox in a, in a special tab. So if coach Woodard ever says, Hey, I've got X amount of money. What do you want to get? I've already got the quote and we're ready to go. That's really cool. Speaking of blast, uh, Justin Seeger was at the game on Friday. Talk to him a little bit. At yeah. The yeah, Seeger's is awesome, man. And, and those guys at Blast do, do an awesome job. They do a really awesome job. And um, they come to a lot of our games. You know, they're big They're big supporters of us, and we're big supporters of them. I'm going to kind of put you on the spot a little bit here, Tyler. Um, give me three, three of your top follows on Twitter for, for player development type stuff. I would say Reds catching is a, is a top one for um, – for catching, they do a really good job. Um, let's see here, man. You are putting me on the spot. I'm trying to think. Um, you know, Doc B does a great job with Charlotte Analytics, putting out a lot of really neat things. And then, man, I'm gonna. It would probably be want to just pick an MLB player development Twitter account and follow it. You know, any of those are really good, but um, the Reds, the Reds do a really good job giving you an inside look of what their catchers' daily lives look like and what they're kind of doing from a training standpoint in spring training. Okay, Tyler, this this may be maybe this is just my perception, and and its perceptions are often not reality, but um, it seems like maybe. Uh, in the, just in the last few years that uh, player development, because because what you're talking about is the on the major league side that things are sort of top down, that that yeah. that, that you see it happening at, in the bigs and then it filters down. It feels like maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe not so long ago that it might have been bottom up a little more. Um, that that. Major League Baseball was kind of catching up to some of the, especially on the technology piece, that maybe they were kind of catching up to some of these trends um, that are that are now commonplace. Am I wrong about that? No, you know that's a that's a great take because there was a point in time where a lot of college baseball coaches were taking uh, minor league and MLB jobs, and it's still happening. But you're also starting to see minor league and big league coaches come back to college now. Um, and I think there's I think there's a lot to do with that is that the college game is catching up or it's at least trying to stay right on the heels of the MLB. Something kind of I follow and I know Coach C follows it is uh, MLB trends. So what are they doing in spring training? What is happening in the MLB right now that's eventually going to trickle down to us? Um, Coach O and I have had these conversations a lot just with bullpen setups. How can – how can we continue to develop our bullpens in the fall? And uh, Coach Bicknell and I have conversations about the catchers. How can we continue to do their arm development and their throwing? So you see a lot of different things from the MLB. And I think, I think it's smart to at least take note of it because it's eventually going to trickle down to college. Um, I think you're kind of starting to see that with the play clock. You know, it started in the MLB. It's now made its way down to – to college baseball, you saw that with TrackMan. TrackMan started in the MLB, and it's made its way down to college baseball. And you're starting to see that now with these camera systems that we've talked about. Um, Hawkeye kind of has circled the market of the MLB, but you're starting to see it now trickle down to college baseball with other companies who are saying, hey, there's, there's a need for this in college baseball. 
what can we do? So you're starting, you're starting to see a lot of it. College baseball at least kind of get up to close to what the MLBs has. Now, Hawkeye is Hawkeye is a it's a camera system that that kind of tracks everything, right? It tracks exit angle and um, it's a really expensive unit. But you know, you're starting to see other companies come in and say, "Hey, we can market it to college programs and make it affordable," which is kind of what we talked about before. But you're certainly not wrong there. You know, the MLB is kind of the leader. Um, and everything kind of trickles down, but I do think college baseball is is catching up very fast and making up ground. Well, now, the 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 other thing I'd, I'd like to ask you about is you were talking about your sources and, and the places you get things. As as we begin to and um, and we have certainly the momentum is there. We're putting more and more guys in the minors. Uh, on a yearly basis, um, and and now you know a lot of those guys that were drafted last year have now gone to their first spring trainings, and and you know you just begin to layer that year over year. We'll put some more guys uh, in the in the draft this year. I feel sure. Um, what what are we able to glean from them as as they go out and they get exposed to new training techniques? I mean, that's, I, a, that's I, a great I, question. You know, we're very fortunate to have an awesome facility where a lot of pro guys come back to train. Not only not only our pro guys, but they bring their friends. Uh, we've got MLB guys that train at our facility. We've got minor leaguers. We've got guys that even didn't play at Charlotte that, that come through and um, train at Charlotte because of the facility we have. So having continued conversations with guys like David, um, Aaron McKeithen, Nate Furman, Goose, um, all those guys in the, in the minor leagues now, it's after their first spring training. Like I remember when uh, AMAC got back from his first spring training, he was at the field and we talked for a good bit about, hey, what did you guys do from a catching standpoint? What did you guys do from a receiving standpoint? Uh, what does your day look like from when you, when you first got to the ballpark and how long did you have to get your arm ready? And um, same thing talking with David, you know, like how you're hitting coaches. Um, I've continued uh, – Nate Furman and I talk a lot, you know, I need to text that guy and talk to him about a month, but you know, he's, he's been great being um, sharing insight to kind of what they've been doing. So those guys are huge resources for us. They're huge resources because they're kind of boots on the ground from that aspect. They they've gone through their first spring training. We've got guys that have gone through their first spring training, gone through their third spring training. And then guys like Zach Jarrett who have been playing, minor league baseball, independent baseball for quite some time now who has kind of seen the game change while he's been training. So it's really cool to get all their perspectives. Yeah. Speaking of those guys, we, uh, we had one on the show last week, David McCabe. Yeah. Um, he had a big week in K town. Um, did you guys get a chance? I think he was trying to get by the Hayes to see you guys. Did you guys get a chance to see him or did he did him and him and his dad came by the facility Wednesday, I think Wednesday, mm-hmm. I think they played at, what day did they play on noon? That was Wednesday. They had they had a, a eleven o'clock start on Wednesday. Yeah, he came by Wednesday. He hung around practice. His dad got to kind of sneak in there at the end, so it was really cool. Really cool seeing David and his dad. Um, and we just got to got to hang out, got to watch practice, and just check in on him and see how he's doing. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah, so uh, David's David was in in Kannapolis all week. Uh, we expect to see or uh, hope to see uh, Nate in uh, about a month, a little less than a month now, I guess three weeks. Um, but um, Robert McCabe, uh, David's dad, 
I was able to drive down uh, from from Canada um, and spend the week down here. David's little brother Nate was was also playing in the in the um, I guess the the junior college playoffs. Yep. Uh, down in South Carolina, so he was able to check. He was running. He, he was burning up the roads, man, going back and forth uh, to see David and to see Nate, and um, really cool. Um, David and and I, I think he would. Uh, he probably doesn't want to talk about this, but he wouldn't mind me saying David was not having a great week. Um, uh, uh, but by, by Sunday, he hit a home run to the outfield bar out there uh, where his old man just happened to be sitting. Uh, <laughs> I, took, I took him out there on Wednesday and said, this is like one of the best places in this ballpark to watch. And he went back out there and uh, he did not get the ball initially um, another fan ended up with David's home run ball and he went over and talked to the lady and the lady was a Charlotte grad and she gave him the ball. That's awesome. So he, he's, he went home with, uh, with, a, with a ball to, to take to mom Carla um, as a souvenir from the trip. She was not able to, to come along this time, but yeah, really cool. <laughs> really cool deal to, to have David in town. And a lot of guys got to go out and, um, you know, uh, uh, to see David over the course of the week, for teammates, former teammates. So really cool deal. Um, I love that. And it's only going to happen more, you know, um, and Ke- Kevin and I are a little bit partial to, to Kannapolis cause that's just down the road for us. So the more that happens, the better. So um, we're, we're going to bring some guys on here in a minute, but um, b- before we uh, before we transition into that, we want to we want to recognize a whole group of guys um, on Saturday at the Hayes. Uh, we're, we're doing this in two parts. Graduates were recognized on on Saturday. Uh, there'll be a, there'll be a whole another senior day coming up on the final series uh, against F. Uh, sorry, against um, MTSU. Middle. Yeah, gets middle in two weeks, but because of graduation coming up this uh, this weekend, and and everybody's you know all this COVID um, eligibility, et cetera, et cetera, everything's kind of off sequence a little bit. However, what we have here, the picture you're seeing, um, is Brevin Yarbrough, AJ Wilson, Paxton Thompson, Evan Michelson, Matt Little, Colin Kramer, Blake Jackson, Aubrey Guillantine, and Will Butcher. Now all proud Niner graduates. So really cool to see that um, we're, we're, we're all about baseball here, but um, you know, don't, don't ever forget that these guys are here to uh, do a little more than play baseball. Uh, it's about life. It's about education. And these guys are getting themselves set up for the rest of their lives, whether that's playing baseball or, or uh, hitting the job market or, or what have you. So really proud of those guys wanted to give them a shout out. Yes, very proud of those guys. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. I love that. I just it, it, you know being in the industry, um, you know, in, in education, it's great to see those guys, um, you know, get their credential basically because now um, they've they've done more than played baseball, right? They've they've put in the work and the study hours, and um, now they're they're going to transition to wherever life takes them. And I love that. I mean. Um, when we start seeing these guys show back up in the stands over the years and you meet their wives, you meet their kids, you know, it's that, that just goes beyond that. That goes beyond the box score or beyond the final score of any particular game. It's just really cool to, to get to see that over the years. 
It is. So, it's, it's really neat. It's really neat, especially like you said, when you, you get guys, you get to meet their kids, like Jackson Mims coming back to the stadium, you get to meet meet his meet his daughter, and they've got another one on the way. So it's just it's really cool. It's really cool. Kevin, the, the, only, the, only, the only thing that's not cool about it, Kevin, is how old it makes us feel. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> well, yeah. What, what's interesting about the photo, the, the graduates, is some of them are, are, are sophomores athletically. Or as a, um, like, like last year, Colin Kramer was on the all-freshman team, and now fast forward one year, he's in the graduate picture. So that's pretty, that's pretty neat. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Well, Coach, we're gonna we're gonna let you go because I'm looking down here in the queue, and these boys are are all lined up. Looks like they're oh, ready man. to go. They're ready to uh, run. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna give you the rest of the night off. And um, man, this is gonna be the most amount of guests we've had at one time. So let's just let, let's just see what happens, Producer Brad. Um, but Coach, we appreciate your time tonight, and uh, man, we'll be talking to you soon. Okay. Always. Thanks, guys. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, all Coach. Right. Director of Player Development, Coach Tyler Simmons. So, special treat for you tonight. Um, we are bringing on – we're bringing on three pitchers at one time. You know, when Woody looks down to the bullpen, he only gets to bring in one at a time. Uh, we're bringing on three. That's just how we roll uh, here uh, Diamond Niners Weekly. Uh, we're going to bring on Cam Hansen, Paxton Thompson, and Colin Kramer. Look at this. <laughs> How we doing? What's going, going on, guys? How's it going? Dang, it worked. We got all of you. Awesome. <laughs> what, what's up, boys? Not a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> had, a, had a final today. Yeah. That's about it. So, Co Coach, you saying this is exam week? <laughs> yep. Is, is that is that got you hopping or are you relaxed about it at this point are you done what's what's um i got i got two left on just wednesday so i'm kind of just hanging out for the moment yeah i got i got one tuesday and thursday before we leave so i'm stressing about the one tomorrow but i think i'll be all right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got one tomorrow and then uh two on wednesday Ooh. so Pax, what you stressing over? Uh, financial theories and practices. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah, looking forward to that one. You've, yeah, already, you've, already, you've already been honored as a graduate this week. I so know. I know. I, you know it, I'm hoping it doesn't, doesn't matter at this point. I'm doing this test. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Cam, we saw you. You. Uh, they, we got a little teaser today that you're going to be mic'd up um, at some point. We're going to have a mic'd up session from you. How do you feel about yeah. that? Uh, I'm a little scared to see the final product, but, I mean, it was fun on uh, Friday for BP. So, so like, do you, do you feel like um, – I mean, does that, that – are you uh, – it has to make you self-conscious, right? That that you know you're mic'd up. So are are you are you trying to do try to do something different, or are you just like, nah, screw it, I'm going to do what I do. Uh, I try to keep it as much as like like the normal things we do. Um, I was hitting fungos, and Kramer was a 
catching me up. Um, so it was kind of normal stuff. Uh, sometimes I caught myself, you know, trying to give some content, but um, it's, it's it's harder than you think. So, but we we know it's it's hard to get content, right, Nick? Um, you know, I just I I just pretend like the microphone's not there. It's what gets me in trouble a lot of times. Paxton, I saw you shaking your head no, though. Were you were you disagreeing with that? I mean, I, mean, you- I was. I wouldn't say he was his normal his normal normal self that day. <laughs> he was, looked like he was trying to put on a show a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, it, it's you know it's I'll tell I'm I want to tell the story of how how we ended up with with all three of you here because um, I don't now correct me if I'm wrong. This is you're all all three of you guys making your first appearance. Yes or no? Correct. Yeah, I thought so. It, but, you know, it, it, my memory is not what it used to be. Um, I was talking to uh, – texting back and forth with, with Woody today, and they've got some stuff going on, and we were kind of planning out. And, and um, you know, I, I, he's like uh, – I was just throwing out names. And I'm like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had um, – wouldn't it be cool if we had like, and I, I just named your, I, I put your three names out there. I'm like, Hey, what about this? Um, and he wrote back and he's like, done. And I said, which one? He said, I got all three. So, yeah. <laughs> so here you are. That's I'm like, yeah, we'll take it. Right. Uh, I just had to check with producer Brad to make sure we could, we could make this work, uh, have this many people in here at once. And he's like, Oh yeah, let's do it. So, so far so good. Right. Producer Brad. I don't know about this checking with you. You texted me and said, "Hey, we're going to have them all on." Okay, I might have. I might have. <laughs> I might. I might have asked for forgiveness. Uh, right hey, I'm okay with it. I'm, I was just. <laughs> I just don't remember being asked about it. I just remember being told about it. Well, I did ask you yeah. about it after we had kind of already made plans to do it. We're, you're doing a great job because we're we're all all still here. So good job. Yeah. Miracles of technology. Yeah. So boys, let's, let's, when we, we have people on for the first time, right? You guys, you guys have been on campus now for a couple of years. Uh, we'd like to kind of go back a little bit. Um, and, and you guys, you guys all, uh, you guys all Juco products, um, and made the transition from junior college to D one coming to Charlotte. Uh, we'd like to talk about recruitment experiences. Um, so I, each one of you could, could you kind of walk us through, like your experience about becoming a 49er. Start us off, Crane. Yeah. Um, so for me yeah. personally, um, we started off with um, right kind of right away in the fall, yeah. kind of got a text message, a call from Coach Bick. And then um, obviously it was, that was kind of during COVID. Um, and so couldn't, couldn't like go fly out to Charlotte and, and view campus in person. So um, he, he took a bunch of videos throughout the facility, indoor, um, the locker room, the coach's office, and pretty much just sent that over to me. And, and then, um, so it was kind of just like a virtual tour and, you know, I, I liked what I saw, everything looked awesome. And that was kind of the gist of it. And then kind of just kept in, um, kept talking and, and communicating with each other and then made the decision. Uh, yeah, mine was uh, very similar to that. Um, exactly what we're doing right now. That's how I met Coach Bick, Coach Woodard, Coach Simmons, and all those guys. 
Um, they saw a video of me out on Twitter. Um, I know Coach Big reached out to some guys that he knew and see uh, what they thought about me. And then I got a DM from Coach Big on Twitter. Um, and I gave him my phone number. Then I got, I got a call from him after work uh, when I was at Tuco. And um, we Zoom called like this and a bunch of videos like Kramer was saying. And uh, I knew it was, it was, I knew it was a place that I wanted to go to. And honestly, they, they, they didn't have to say much to get me to commit here. And I was like, that's the place I want to be. Um, and I committed. And I actually believe that Kramer and I committed on the same day, which is uh, ironic. Yeah, so um, I was kind of like Paxton. Uh, I, they saw a video on Twitter of me. Um, got a DM from Coach Big, got my number, hopped on a Zoom call with all of them. Um, luckily, I had a connection previously. Uh, me and Austin Knight were teammates at Tennessee. Um, and so I kind of reached out to Knight, talked to him about it, and he just was telling me how this is a dream. Um, and so Knight kind of sold me before the coaches even um, set up that Zoom call. But once we hopped on the Zoom call, I really liked the videos and how everything was run. Um, and so I was, I was sold right away. Now all you guys uh, come to Charlotte from from a JUCO, and uh, we've all heard some from some crazy JUCO stories. Uh, g- give us give us uh, one one of the craziest JUCO stories that's appropriate for for this show, uh, if you could. I can tell already. Paxton's already editing his story in his head. <laughs> he started right off the bat like, oh, I don't know how I'm gonna tell this. No, I, I got I got a good one. I got a good one. Trevor, do y'all want or do you want me to go ahead? Um. I guess I uh, don't know if it's that crazy, but uh, every year to start off um, at NIAC, which is North Iowa Area Community College, um, it's basically winter still in February and there's snow on the ground. So we go up to uh, Minneapolis, play at U.S. Bank Stadium where the Vikings play. And uh, they play like 24-7 there. And so JUCO is usually usually the last teams to play there. Um and so we had a double header and uh first game started at 10 p.m and the second game started at midnight and so that was that was my first or i started the second game there so i was starting a game at uh, 12 in the morning so i'm opening up an energy drink <laughs> when i should be sleeping and um the game ended at like 3 30 in the morning we got home at at five or six in the morning and coach said we had to go to class <laughs> Jeez. So, so what's that like playing in a football stadium like that uh, it's pretty crazy it's a lot of echoes because it's basically empty in there and um <laughs> yeah and then uh, kind of the ball can get lost in the in the stadium lights uh up there because there's so many uh yeah it's pretty crazy and fun um so in Juco, we play double headers, uh, one at home, and then the so like Saturday, Sunday would be Saturday would be double double header, Sunday would be double header, one at their place, one at our place. So we played a double header at uh, Lincoln Land uh, on a Saturday, and we were um, scheduled to play a double header on Sunday. Uh, the boys didn't really feel like playing on Sunday, um, so we knew how we knew how to hook the hose up to the field. And uh, we we bowled Durham, we bowled Durham, the field. <laughs> and uh, and and we it was supposed to rain Saturday night, and so we knew like 
we didn't know for sure if it was going to be enough rain. So we made sure it was enough water. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I did tell my Jigo coach after I left there, and he says he remembers calling the coach being like, I didn't think we got this much rain. <laughs> and he's like, the field is flooded. And um, we, did, we didn't end up playing until Tuesday. That's how bad the field was. <laughs> Bet you $100 and well, I'll get you need- rain out. Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys needed a day off, man. So. Cam, have you ever sat at the uh, so the field? I guess my story. Uh, we, I know we thought about it. There's, there's a couple times that we kind of thought about in the fall when we were wanting to play um, or doing something like that. But we, uh, ours was kind of opposite. We got a, a lot of rain one game in the spring. We had to play this baseball game. Um, our tarp didn't work. Uh, so we had to go and kind of scrape around our uh, warning track surface. Um, and so we actually put warning track surface onto the dirt on the infield in order to play. So and that was a, that was a pretty crazy uh, thing to do. But, I mean, it worked. So so Hanson's doing anything he can to play a game, and Pax is like hosing down a field. That's <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, with uh, with that, and, and all three of you guys are uh, sort of out of region, right? Uh, you were at JUCOs in the Midwest. Um, what did you know about Charlotte prior to getting that DM or that text message? Like, realistically, you can be honest. What did you know about this program prior to that? <coughs> Um, I really, I didn't know much. I knew a little bit because, um, uh, I went to P3 in St. Louis the summer, Mm -hmm. summer prior. Um, so I, I knew the whole Charlotte staff was actually there too. So I kind of got to know them a little bit, um, as well as Tyson Tucker, who was here before, um, he went to my junior Juco. So, you know, I texted him a lot through, throughout the process too. And, um, so I kind of got a feel too, kind of how with Cam and Cam and Knight. So I got a, a pretty good feel of what what was kind of going on. Um, so I had a, I had a little bit of knowledge, and I knew, you know, he sold me as well. So um, you know, it's pretty simple. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know hardly anything. I know Coach Woodard had just gotten hired and he's going into his second year, and um, heard, had heard great things about him and how. Um, some people that I'm close with that I trust, I, I just ask them, you know, what, what are some places I should, you know, try to go to? And the first one he said was Charlotte. And that was because of, because of Coach Woodard. And when I talked to them, I was just completely sold. And that's about all I knew. I didn't know much about the school. I knew, I knew absolutely nothing. I mean, when I, when I moved here in August of 21, uh, I went straight to the field. My first time at the field, and I was like, wow. Like, I mean, it blew my expectations out of the water. I really didn't know much about Charlotte, so. I got really fortunate too to be here. The only thing I really knew was that Austin Knight was kind of going off in that All American season. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably about all I knew. Well, that's not a bad thing to know. <laughs> <laughs> so. The, with with the with the process, right? Um, the, 
did did your interaction over and we all had to do this covid and and zoom and hey we're doing this show remote right now but did your react or or did your uh interactions with coach bick in any way prepare you for what he was going to be like in person i mean right i mean imagine only knowing toby bicknell through the internet and then meeting him for the first time i'm just you know i'm just thinking about that uh, not at all. Uh, he, you know, over the phone, uh, yeah, I know he liked to, he had a lot of knowledge. He knows a lot of movies. He, he just asks basically about anything and everything. And, you know, your phone calls could be 45 minutes long, just talking about basically nothing. Um, and then in person, it's, it's the same and more. Pax, I, I know, I know you got a story. I know you got a comment on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I tell you what, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for sure. Uh, but I mean, that dude can recruit, and uh, he sold me on everything about this place, and then succeeded my expectations for sure. And but yeah, that, that uh, nothing could have prepared me for that. Like Kramer <laughs> said, we were talking on the phone, nothing about baseball. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's Coach Big. Cam, would it surprise you to know that we're it's, talking uh, about doing a show this summer with Bick where we talk about anything except baseball? I think he is the best person for that job. <laughs> that will see a lot of people. <laughs> I, well, hey, Cam, you were talking about generating content, right? Um, just us talking to Coach Bick yeah. about anything but baseball. Yeah, you need that though. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. By, by you, you mean uh, uh, you mean the listening public? No, I, I'm saying yeah, I'm <laughs> probably not the listening public. Uh, but I'm just saying when you have that around the field, it takes your mind away from the game, and you know you you, you uh, just enjoy yourself, right? Definitely. Yeah, I agree. We love talking to Coach Big. That's. Kevin, we're, we're we're definitely making that happen, right? Yeah, we're gonna do that this summer for sure. Uh, we gotta we gotta pick his brain and and bring that content to the masses. So, um, looking forward looking forward to sitting down with Coach Bick. He's kind of promised to do that with us for a couple of years. We haven't taken him up on it, but well, if you can ever if you ever can ever uh, corner him, he's always he's always recruiting. Man, uh, we got to find out when the dead periods are so we can we can maybe sit down with him a little bit. But um, yeah, um, between the three of you guys, you've had uh, ind- a lot of individual cool moments this season. Uh, uh, pitchers of the week, pitching uptown. Uh, a lot of lot, you guys, you three guys have, have logged a lot of innings this year. Uh, tell me a little bit about the season. What kind of some highlights for you um, this season so far? Thus far. Um, I'd say for me, a lot of the cool, you know, a lot of cool moments are definitely the, just the cool ballparks we get to go to. Um, you know, everything's nice. Um, uh, going uptown, going to Kannapolis is, is always really fun. A cool experience to go to and especially getting wins there. Those are, those are always, um, you know, it's really fun to, to do. It's fun beating a ranked team at, at uptown that, ballpark. That right? too, that helps. <laughs> Uh, 
Go ahead, Pax. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, um, I've just, been, I've just enjoyed being around the boys and traveling. Honestly, um, not being able to travel much last year and traveling this year has been uh, an awesome thing. Going to Houston. I mean, fortunately, got not going to Huntington. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, don't get me started. I know, I know. Um, no, literally, don't get me started. <laughs> but no, it's it's uh it's just been a blast being around the guys and um yeah, I don't know. Kramer kind of kind of is yeah. uh, not helping me out there. That, you so, know, I don't want I don't want to talk about myself. I don't. <laughs> well, I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna ask you a question about yourself. So you mentioned last year you didn't you didn't. Uh, too much time on the mound, and this year you've worked your way into the starting rotation. Uh, talk a little bit about that, about the process, and and, and how cool that experience was. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, very fortunate. I, I worked, I worked hard, and I, uh, I've had a lot of support from my teammates. And to be honest with you, that's um, been an amazing thing. Uh, just having them having my back, especially uh, last year when they were pitching much, and they just kept just tell me to keep pushing and whatnot. And then um, just even kept pushing this year, and uh, just trying to win for my for my teammates and uh, for the university. And uh, good things happen when you do that, you know. And uh, my teammates have been incredible, and it's been awesome to be out there um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Cam, you've had multiple players of the week, pitchers of the week, almost had a no-hitter. Uh, talk about some of those cool moments uh, you've experienced this season. Uh, yeah, those are up there. Um, the one that sticks out for me, I guess, is that Law Tech weekend. Um, just with how we responded from Friday, uh, winning those next two games, and then obviously the bus breaking down, um, us having to borrow <laughs> equipment. Uh, my parents uh, carpooling the whole team over to the field um, in order to start VP on time. But I, I, that weekend just sticks out more than anything. So, uh, did, did you end up wearing um, – what, what did you end up wearing that was barred? I think everybody had something. I actually did not have anything. I thought about saying that I did not have my cleats with me um, just because those blue – they had – blue and red cleats lined up for us and they kind of look sick and so I, I thought about saying I forgot those well they worked out well for for dragon um, I think he was yeah he, he was struggling a little bit but those blue shoes man they, they busted him out of that slump so um, yep. yeah which we did try to buy <laughs> we added Louisiana Tech baseball and and asked for a price on those shoes Jack was wearing. And uh, they never got back to us. I mean, no. we wanted, we wanted to know. <laughs> those those have been great to auction off at the banquet. Uh, at the bank, yeah, banquet uh, yeah, next year. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah, after he wore them for the rest of the season. I, I mean, that, that too, yeah. that too, that too. He yeah. played well. Yes, we we were we were straight up. We wanted a number from from the, from Louisiana Tech, and they wouldn't. We just they wouldn't even they didn't respond. We're like, give us a number. Um, I don't know. So, Cam, I know you know you, you, all you boys. You shy away from talking about yourself, but um, when you get as close as you did to, to throwing a no hitter, uh, we're going to talk to you about it. So, um, <laughs> what what that is? 
prior to that game, what's the closest you ever got to that accomplishment prior to that day? Um, I, I know actually, uh, at Chattanooga state or my Juco, um, Fisher, we played Walter state quite throw a no hitter against, um, Walter state, a seven inning, no hitter. Um, and so Fisher, I don't know. I think Fisher, I think I hit Fisher. I know, I know I did hit him, um, with a pitch, but other than that, um, and then that was pretty much it. I know there was another outing against Walter State that I kind of had a good stat line. Um, but, yeah, that, that was probably the most recent one is those Walter State games. Has Cam let you forget about that yet? Um, kind of. Um, all he will ever talk about is that he doesn't have a – didn't have a hit off me. Um in those couple times we faced them, um, even though I did walk him more than I should have. Uh, but yeah, so he'll, he'll always bring up the hit by pitch, getting on and stuff. So, Well, don't feel too bad, Cam. I, I have found that when it comes to fish, walking him is actually a pretty good strategy. Yep. Uh-huh. Sure is. <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin. No, well, Talk about that that ninth inning. Take us take us through the the bottom of eighth, and then you're going into the ninth. Um, there's I really don't remember too much about the bottom of the eighth. Um, I was kind of just going out there and just continuing going as long as I mean I guess I needed to. Um, one thing that really that I do vividly remember is the in-between inning songs in the eighth and the ninth. We play one more time by uh, Daft Punk. And I was kind of, in that moment, I was kind of like, I thought about it. Um, but, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I just, I was just hoping to go out there. Obviously, I was wanting the no-hitter. Um, but I kind of just remember that uh, little dinker hit. It kind of just replays my mind every once in a while, so. But, yeah. Cam, Cam did a good job keeping it loose that game too. I remember he was he was talking and uh, to us and just kind of goofing around, which I was like, "All right, like this is what you want. We can do this." He, but he was keeping it loose during uh, you know seventh, eighth, ninth inning, ninth inning. Really, I remember that. We were we were in the stands, of course, and um, you know after. Cam, your dad was there, and um, there were plenty of people standing around uh, talking to him uh, as, you know, coming and going. But after about – I'd say after about the sixth inning, um, he was just standing there by himself. No no one – everyone got away from him, and and no one was talking to him. <laughs> no, nobody wanted to get – you know, uh, myself, yeah. I was in the shade, um, and, and that was good because I, I wouldn't move. Um uh, you know, last year I wouldn't yeah. let Kevin. Uh, last I was, year I wouldn't uh, let Kevin use the bathroom. <laughs> I, I I did. I will say that I looked up into the stands every once in a while. I do remember seeing my dad up there on the um, what do you call it? Uh, on the concourse. But I was curious to see how my mom was reacting. Yeah, I feel like I, I just don't know how my mom reacts during those games. Um, 
I, I don't know what she was thinking. So maybe that's a follow up interview. Get your mom on here and see what see what she was saying. <laughs> so boys, you y'all got y'all got a lot to a lot to play for. Um, it's there's two more weekends in the season and in the conference tournament. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a busy couple of weeks here. Um, and, and I don't want to get you looking, looking too far ahead. Uh, but since this is the first time that we've had you guys on here, um, we, we like to ask, um, we like to ask the players other than baseball, what, what, do, what are your future goals? What are you looking to do? Um, whenever, baseball is over whenever that happens to be what is it that you you think you want to do with uh with your life i can tell already that paxton is staring at the ceiling i have no idea what i want to do with my life I mean, my mom's asked me the same question i'll be like i'll figure out i'll figure out after the season <laughs> uh, well it I must mean, have something to do with finance paxton I was going to say, I was going to say some of finance. I, I, I do plan on sticking around Charlotte um, well, once my career is done because I, I really do enjoy it here. And, um, you know, Minnesota's kind of cold. So uh, I, I'm cool staying here. My mom uh, lives in Savannah, Georgia now. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I plan on sticking around. I don't really know what I'm going to do, but uh, it'll work out. Kevin. I'm starting. I'm starting my masters this next year, um, and so I'll, I'll hopefully get the exercise or masters of kinesiology with strength and conditioning focus, and then kind of go. It's on the same path like Josh Madol, so I'll be there for at least two more years and kind of do something in that field. Awesome. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. <clears throat> Paxton, obviously, finance degree, so I was kind of, um, you know, I was thinking about. Um, kind of banking jobs or something like that so this is a good place for that yep yeah that's how it is <clears throat> kramer's Kevin. a home kramer's a homebody <laughs> well i mean i mean i'm sure he is but it's it's hansen that looks the most dug in right now um hansen's like in his bunker or something man with with all the polite <laughs> flowers yeah <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, I I, yeah. I, 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 I can't let the moment pass, Kevin. Did I know Paxton, what you're going to say. Did Paxton tell us that it gets cold like Minnesota? <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, guys, uh, <laughs> believe, it, believe it or not, we had a uh, we had a, a reliever, Jonah Patton, that, that his walk-in song was, was cold like Minnesota. And that, that was our introduction to uh, Little Yachty. And, oh, my uh, gosh. It was interesting. <laughs> I, yeah, you had – have you ever thought about that? Pac yeah, yeah, I've had, or? I've had, I've had quite a few teammates come up to me and be like, "Hey, that should be your waka. That should be your waka." I'm like, "No, it's just not a good song. It's just not. It's not. It's not but we we enjoyed it when we heard it and we learned about it. Um, we had we had some folks in the stands that were were did not like it one bit and were were telling them to cut the music when uh, when Jonah Patton came in. It's but, probably uh, the hardest I've ever laughed inside of Hayes Stadium. Really? When that song, I, I, I mean, look, I don't want to hard sell this packs, but you got one more, you got one more homestand. All right. 
I, I, I think you ought to do it. I, I, I can make some calls. <laughs> I, can, I, can I think calls. that would be tremendous. I, Kevin, right. am I wrong here? It would be uh, like you're not. You're not. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong, and people <laughs> tell me to. And I don't know. I just I, I, I can't get behind it. We'll see. Well, I'll tell you this: Jonah Patton was a bad dude, um, and uh, it, that was one of his many walk-in songs. So, uh, it's 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 done the Forty ers well. Okay, <laughs> but don't do it for don't do it for Nick. Don't do it for us. It's we we can always play it on our uh, on our phone if, if when you come in. Well, my whole family will be here that MTSU weekend, so you know maybe Perfect. they would love to hear it as well. Well. Perfect. I'm 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 sure they're fans of Little Yachty, just like us. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Why? Oh, okay. All right, boys, we're gonna return you all to your evening. Thanks for spending a little time with us, uh, letting people get to know you a little bit. Um, uh, I'm sure sh- I'm sure your teammates are gonna check this out and find something to give you crap about uh, based <laughs> on this, like like they need any help, but. Um, is he going to give us some some final parting words um, to Niner Nation? Yeah, some final parting words of wisdom. How about that? Um, come out and support uh, us for the last last uh, home weekend. Uh, love to see you there, obviously. Yeah, um, I think uh, we're all looking forward to you know not to get too far ahead, but uh, I know a lot of us got our eyes set on the conference tournament and. Um, um, I'm just, I'm honestly really proud of our team, even though it may not show record wise, but uh, I really do love my teammates. And uh, I think there's a good chance for us to uh, do something really cool. Yeah, we're not done yet. So, got a lot left to go. That's awesome, boys. Yeah, it's good after. Appreciate you jumping on with us tonight. All right, thanks, thanks for having Thanks for having us on. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Sir, I'll take care. Us. Appreciate y'all. All right. All right. Cam Hansen, Paxton Thompson, Colin Kramer jumping on with us here tonight. Um, just talking life, talking baseball, talking, talking whatever, <laughs> as we as we often do. Um, Kevin, what do you think the odds are that we actually hear Cold Light Minnesota that last weekend? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I uh, I knew you were going to ask him about that when when I heard him say it. I knew. I you knew. know me, man. <laughs> as soon as I heard it, I'm like, "Holy crap!" He just said it gets cold like Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. Um, that is the moment yeah. I've been waiting for on this show for like four years for someone to bring Little Yachty up. <laughs> oh man, well. Yeah, we had some good. We had some fun with that song, and uh, maybe maybe we got one more one more uh, last play at the haze with that. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So, boys, if y'all want to, uh, just a, just a bit of technical information there. If y'all just want to go ahead and click out of that, you you can. We we won't make you sit here and listen to us. Although, if you want to, you can go ahead and head over to YouTube. We're there. Okay. <laughs> good night, boys. Good night. So. <clears throat> Let's uh let's let's quickly let's let's step through the last week, Kevin, because um, because we've got some various um, 
scenarios and implications going on. Um, I, I guess the place to start really is, is last Tuesday night. Um, Kevin, we were, um, well, you, you just tell the story of last Tuesday night. Cause oh, that was, right. yeah, just, well, just walk, walk, walk us through what last Tuesday night was like. Tuesday night was kind of hectic. We, uh, it's kind of my only personally only off night really. So we decided to go see Dave McCabe up at, uh, uh in Kannapolis and um, we had Dave McCabe live in person and we had the Niners on the road in, in coastal Carolina and softball team was on the road in uh, Greensboro. So we had, uh, we had live action in front of us. We had the baseball game up on one screen, ESPN plus, and we had uh, the softball game up on the other screen sitting there at the uh, Atrium Health ballpark. Uh, going back and forth and kind of telling everybody around us what what the score and what the situation was and it was it was kind of cool because we were we were there to see David McCabe we weren't there to watch the game really so we watched our phones most of the game until David McCabe got up but uh, yeah it was a hectic night going back and forth between all the all the technology and and then the live game in person so um, yeah it ended up being a great night uh, followed. The softball won. They beat UNC Greensboro. And then the Niners uh, beat, I think, seventh-ranked uh, Coastal Carolina, 7-3. Uh, to three. Um, It was uh, – it seemed a lot closer than 7-3 to three while we were watching it, but uh, uh, pretty, uh, pretty uh, convincing victory over the seventh-ranked uh, Chanticleers. And then uh, we got to see Dave McCabe. Uh, extra innings. He was he reached base on a pitch clock violation and ended up being the was he the go ahead or the one of the insurance runs? Yeah, in he was innings. part of that that rally. Um, the 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 Green Jackets exploded in the top of the tenth for what four five runs something like that. Might have been seven. Uh, yeah, might have been were, more. There were two pitch clock violations that led to base runners. Yeah, uh, full, full count pitch clock violation. That's just what we're down to. Um, so, yeah, um, b- big night. So what was funny about all that was the, the people around us were completely confused by the whole thing because um, we're sitting there. We're, uh, we're obviously cheering for David, but nobody else really – um david's dad is sitting there with us and we're talking to him and we're watching both these games and then something would either happen in the baseball or the softball game and nothing would be happening you know it might just be in between pitches or something in, in, at Canapolis, and all of a sudden kevin and i are like yes and we're we're pumping our fists and stuff like that and everybody's looking at us like what is wrong with these dudes but <laughs> It wasn't just us two. It was there was our families around us too. That's true because my my wife was with us and Kevin's wife and his kids and then and Robert McCabe and, and 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 so like there's this whole little section erupting when absolutely nothing is happening in the ballpark and we're all like high fiving and stuff like that and everybody's looking at us like what is wrong? <laughs> what is wrong with these people? Um, but I'm used to it, so I it I don't. Kevin is too. I, I don't, I don't, you know, we're used to getting looks like that. So it's okay. But yeah, and it was, it was a fun night. Yeah. Um, 
one of our guests, Colin Kramer, had a big night on the mound that night. Uh, went 6.1, allowed only two hits and one earned run. Uh, struck out seven in that game. Um, Dante DeFranco, I think he was, what, four for four or something like that? Uh, yeah, big night for Dante. Yeah, man. Uh, three for five. So I got three hits and scored twice. Had a, had a ribby. Um, yeah, uh, fun night all around. Uh, everybody got everybody got victories. I gotta say, I, I feel like I feel like we just really. I mean, we controlled that game. Uh, you know, for for most of it, it, it felt like I don't know. I, I had that feel to it, Kevin, where it felt like, oh, I think we're 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 gonna win this game. Uh, once, once Kramer, uh, Langhorn got us off to a good start and then we, we got the lead and Colin was, was obviously settled in and he was cruising. I don't know. It just felt like, I think we're, we're going to win this one. And then obviously we did. Um, so good stuff. Um, another, another top 10 win, uh, a top 10 win on the road, um, a top 10 win against a team from South Carolina. Um, it's happened twice this year. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I've got a, I've got a buddy that, um, Kevin knows this. I've got a buddy that has degrees from, um, from coastal Carolina and South Carolina. And he's a big baseball fan of both programs. Um, and we now own a, a four game winning streak combined over those two programs and I'm always giving him giving him crap, and he, he he responds back, "Oh, it's just the weekday, it's just the weekday, you know, kind of thing." And and you know, he, I'm always like, and, and this time I told him, I was like, "Yes, you've helped me understand that that that's not coastal in South Carolina's weekday or, or weekend rotation." I get it. I was like, "In fact, thank you for helping me understand that my Niners have just gotten lucky against your teams four times in a row." <laughs> uh, yeah. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. We got another shot. You got one more shot. Um, that's for next show, but you got another shot down in Columbia. Yeah. Uh, next week. I, I, I think we're still, we're, we're still going to try to go to that. We, Jimmy said he's a game time decision, but we're going to talk him into it. We need to go down there. Yeah. So let, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the weekend. Uh, we do that and then, then look ahead and, and we're going to wrap it up here. But um, you know, <sighs> Frustrating weekend uh, at the Hayes for sure. I think everybody would agree to that. Um, end up, end up losing uh, the series um, and three um, two on Friday, ten nine on Saturday, uh, and then finally breaking through on Sunday and just just giving them the giving them the shellacking that they they needed deserved. Um, we led this series all weekend. I mean. I, we, we 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 led we led the majority of the weekend and it just didn't all come together, Kevin. Right. I think I don't I don't know the total tally. I think we just um we led for probably sixty to seventy percent of the innings uh during the weekend and um just kinda let let a couple slip away at the end late in the games. But um yeah, uh and then we just kinda poured it on them on Sunday, uh, to get to get a W, um, went two and two in the week, uh, beat a ranked team, still sitting in third place after, after eight weeks of conference play. Um, so still looking at that three seed, but, um, yeah, a little frustrating, but, 
still a lot, a lot left to play for. Not, not much, not much change in, in conference standings as far as seating goes. So, um, yeah, two more weeks to to get things rolling uh, for the tournament. Looking at the box scores, led <clears throat> led Friday until the eighth, led Saturday until the ninth. And and then obviously Sunday we just exerted exerted dominance. <laughs> um, big breakout weekend for uh, for Jake. Um, don't want to don't want to not mention um, what Jake did. Um, really really all week, but um, Sunday with the Grand Slam and a double to boot. And he was um, Jake's back in the lineup for one thing. That's so great to see um, after missing some time with a with a. Um, with a hand injury after the UAB series. And, uh, yeah, Jake Jake broke out the magic stick this weekend, and um, that was awesome to see happen. Um, and, again, on the, uh, on, on the mound, uh, sort of a team effort on Saturday, Paxton got involved, Cam was involved. Yeah, so we have two of our three guests involved on, uh, on that game. So um, good stuff. And then Sunday, Kramer got the – Kramer got he got two two wins in one week. Um, yeah. So, and some yeah. of you might notice we we we've partnered uh, I guess with what is it Norm's Closet on Instagram. Yeah. We do a, a little player of the week uh, each week, and uh, this week we we picked uh, Colin Kramer as our Norm's Closet Diamond Nine Report Player Top Performer of the Week. Is that what they call it? Or yes, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But Colin Kramer, Jimmy touched on. He made he makes the back of those baseball cards that we made for our countdown. So looks really cool. Um, so yeah, congrats, Colin. So folks, um, couple couple of tough weekends, uh, but as you heard the boys say, they're not done um, by by a long shot. the the team The team that beat Coastal and the team you saw on Sunday um, is is still there. Um, and uh heck as you said kevin still hanging on to third place um so uh there's still lots of opportunities in front of us um this weekend uh the boys are traveling to fiu the other florida school the one that's not going with us to the american uh those games are 6 30 5 p.m uh and noon on sunday um Kevin, check my math on this. There's there's no midweek game. Um, this, I believe, for all of you out there, is the last time you have to watch Conference USA TV. Yes, is that, is that so right? yes, that's correct. So set a reminder on your phone Sunday at eight or nine o'clock to cancel Conference USA TV and stop your payments on that. So I will set my phone reminder as soon as the show's over. I'll be glad. To do that, um, yeah, you don't you don't you don't know what you're going to get when you as far as broadcasting when when you when you're down at FIU. I know, I think the last time we were down there, our broadcaster was in the stands uh, broadcasting the game on radio, and we didn't have video feed. So, um, hopefully, things have changed and gotten better down there since the last time I went. We did pick up that. Uh, you say you're not sure what you're never sure what we're going to get. I'm afraid I know what you're going to get. <laughs> well, we did we did pick up that um, that pump it up song last year when they played it six thousand times, and I think our broadcast booth was right next to the speaker. That was two years ago. Two years ago, yeah, two years ago when we went down there. Yep. 
Yeah. So they did give us something of value in that the pump it up song. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's fun. So, um, you know, I think we're going to do folks. I tell you what we will do for you, Kevin. I, th- I think we can make this commitment as a, as a public service. We will send out a reminder tweet uh, on, on Sunday, either Sunday night or Monday morning to cancel your conference USA TV subscription. Um, we'll, I, I think we can own that. Don't you? Yeah. We're here to serve the people, right? Yeah. We're here to serve the people. So I will, yeah, I will, I'm looking through the conference standings here. Uh, I will say the, we have clinched a spot in the tournament. Um, Dallas Baptist, UTSA, Charlotte, and La Tech have all clinched spots. Um, and as Dallas Baptist and UTSA are kind of sitting up top, they, they go at each other this weekend to, sit, to kind of settle who's going to be first. Um, and then we're third and followed by La Tech, Middle Tennessee, West Kentucky, FAU. They're at, La Tech's at 13-11. The rest of those are at 12-12. and um, so it's going to be a dogfight proceeding um, the last two weeks uh, between those what five teams, and then Rice is kind of hanging on to the last uh, spot in that conference tournament, that eight seed, because only eight teams make the tournament. Um, they're kind of hold off UAB and FIU down at the bottom. So uh, it should be interesting the next two weeks um, to see how it settles out. And no disrespect to FIU, uh, their, their players, their program, but this this is a this is really an opportunity for for us to it, it, to get some momentum going again. Uh, we've got the week off uh, as far as midweeks. The boys are taking exams; um, they'll get that taken care of. They'll go to South Florida, and um, this is this is a chance to get some get some W's. And um, you know, they, I mean, Kevin, I mean, it's W's make everybody feel better, right? So that's right. This is a chance to get some uh, coming up this weekend. All right, folks, we are. Uh, I'm getting messages here. Uh, people cheering the demise of Conference USA TV. So, <laughs> we, you are not alone, friends. If you have been frustrated with Conference USA TV, you are not alone. Hey, more more on that later. We'll 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 get to them later. Yeah, we'll we'll maybe we'll do a we'll we'll yeah yeah they'll have their day will come. All right, folks, we're out of time. Look for this podcast wherever you find your podcast. If you're joining us on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. We'd appreciate it. You can also turn on notifications to be notified of more content. Find us all over social media. We've got Twitter. We've got Facebook. We've got Instagram. We still don't have TikTok and never will. We love hearing from you all. Reach out anytime you'd like. If you're old-fashioned like we are, just say hello at the ballpark. For the slew of people that we've had on tonight, we appreciate Tyler and Paxton and Colin and Cam all joining us. Uh, For Kevin, for producer Brad, this has been Nick saying, we'll see you at the Hayes. Go Niners.